Good evening, everyone. It's uh, great to see most of you all once again. And I'm glad to be here this evening uh, to once again get this opportunity to stand before you all, um, not to teach anything from the Word of God. Um, as I stand over here, uh, I would only concern myself as sharing things that uh, I've learned. <laughs> Um, because everything that I speak uh, today is equally applicable to my life as much as it is to each one of you here today. Um, for our cook meditation, uh, let's turn our pages to 1 Peter chapter 2. First Peter chapter 2, verses 4 to 5 and 9 to 10 are the passages that we're going to go over today. Let's start off with 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 4 to 5. As you come to him, a living stone, rejected by men, but in the sight of God, chosen and precious, you yourselves, like living stones, are being built up as a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Now, if we look into just these two verses, there are various ways in which you can break down uh, each term by term and understand. And there's a lot to learn, actually, from these uh, two verses. Uh, but I'll just briefly go over the first few uh, lines um, and try to share uh, what I understood from the scripture. Um, couple of things to notice, um, and the brother that's going to be speaking after this will go over how Christ is the cornerstone over here. Each, each believer, uh, each individual believer is seen as a living stone, as a living block, um, living stone that's put together. And if we read these two words combined together, it shows a connection between God, Christ, and uh, believers as a living stone all connected together, forming into a spiritual house or a temple. That's what's being um, shared by the uh, writer over here. Now, um, it calls for an intimate relationship uh, with Christ. When it says, as you come to him, uh, oftentimes in the scripture, when you see the word come, it's uh, to draw nearer to Christ. It's not just uh, the experience of salvation, but building together a closer relationship with the Lord. Um, and this is what we are called to do over here. Um, at the, at the end of verse 5, it says two things that believers are expected to do. One, you're called to be a holy priesthood. And second, as, be, as a part of being um, together in this spiritual house or temple, if you would like to call it, uh, you're, you're expected to offer spiritual sacrifices as believers. Now, there are various spiritual sacrifices that as believers one can offer. Um, I'm just going to go briefly over a couple of uh, verses in the scripture that says uh, how uh, we as a believer can offer spiritual sacrifices that are pleasing and acceptable to God. Uh, because that's what it says in verse 5, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Christ Jesus. So we as living stones in this 
um, spiritual houses being built, how do we offer these spiritual sacrifices? Let's go over those. So these are few of the verses from scripture that shows how you as a believer can offer spiritual sacrifices. One, your bodies. Now, we are all very familiar with, uh, uh, with the verses from Romans chapter 12 and verse 1 and 2. Uh, let's, let's read Romans uh, chapter 12. I believe it's in the second portion of uh, verse 1, which says, To present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. This is one of the ways we as believers are called to offer our spiritual offerings to God, uh, to be a living sacrifice, to put to death all the desires of your flesh, to crucify uh, all fleshly desires, and to present yourselves as a living sacrifice to the Lord. And this is one of the ways which the Lord is pleased. Um, in the past, in the Old Testament, you'll see priests that have offered various different kinds of sacrifices, animal sacrifices. We are called to do sacrifices, but not of that nature. There is a specific kind of sacrifice that we are called to do, and those are spiritual sacrifices, and we are going through some of them. Now, next, your praise. Let's read Hebrews chapter 13, verses 15. Hebrews 13, verses 15 says, <clears throat> Through him, then let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God that is the fruit of lips that acknowledge his name. There's another way um, that from the scripture you can see how you can offer a sacrifice to God, your words of praise. The next thing is to do good to others and share. It's the following words after 15, verse 16, it says, do not neglect to do good and to share what you have, for such sacrifices are pleasing to God. There's so many verses in the scripture which says what kind of sacrifices are pleasing to the Lord. And just going back to the verse in First Peter, it says, the sacrifices that you offer have to be pleasant in the eyes of the Lord. Uh, we all know the example of Cain and Abel, and there was one offering that was accepted by God, and there was one that was not um, uh, accepted. So while we as believers are called, let's offer our sacrifice and offerings the way in which God expects us to offer it. The next thing, the next, sac the next spiritual sacrifice that we can look into is uh, Romans chapter 15, verses 15 and 16. Romans chapter 15. Verses 15 and 16. Um, I'll read verse 16, basically. To be a minister of Christ Jesus to the Gentiles in the priestly service of the gospel of God, so that the offering of the Gentiles may be acceptable, um, sanctified by the Holy Spirit. The way how you witness uh, for Christ, the way how you showcase uh, the light that you have in your life to um, your fellow co-workers uh, and the people around you, your neighbors, is another form of acceptable sacrifice that you can um, offer to God. And last is your prayers are also accepted. Revelations chapter, Revelation chapter 8, uh, verses 3 and 4, 
if you read, you will also see that your prayers are also accepted as uh, sacrifices to God. So as just to conclude the words, uh, the passage of four and five, uh, we are called to be part of this uh, spiritual temple, uh, having Christ as a cornerstone, which is described in the following verses, which I'll not go over, verses six to eight, you'll see, but Christ is a cornerstone, you are being part of it, and you are called to offer these sacrifices as being a part of the temple. Now, let's go to two verses, uh, nine to 10. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. There are four foundational identities of, of believers that can be seen, not just in verse nine and 10, but if you were to combine verses four, five, and nine, 10, and uh, I'll briefly go over those as well. One is a temple. You are a living stone in God's new creational spiritual temple, a priesthood, you are called, you are called, uh, you are chosen, raised in a royal priesthood. You are priests in God's holy priesthood. You are a chosen one. These are different labels and identities we have in Christ as a new creation. You're God's chosen race and a holy nation to God. You're a possession. You're God's, uh, you're a people for God's own possession and you're bought with the precious blood of Christ. You cannot put a value to this because it's a blood with no sin, no blemish. And that's the blood that was shed for you and me. So we are bought with a very heavy price. And we ought to remind ourselves, and every Sunday we come here, when we remember the Lord's suffering, when we remember, uh, when we take part of the bread and wine, we are constantly reminding ourselves of this precious uh, price that was paid to buy us, to remove us from this bondage of sin. And we want to remind ourselves of these different identities or labels that we have in Christ. And uh, the last words, verse 10, once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. It just basically goes on to show the transformation that you, went through after uh, having this encounter with Christ, the massive transformation where once you did not belong anywhere, you were you were slave to sin, and now you are called God's people. That is a great privilege, and that's, that's not something that everyone gets to be labeled. Uh, so we need to be very, very grateful to have that uh, privilege of being God's people to be bought by his blood and uh, also says what our previous condition was and what we are today in Christ that once we did not have any mercy today we are uh, we are we have received mercy and we are in Christ so I hope that these few verses I hope these little thoughts um, encourage us um, to refresh our memories and to uh, make sure that 
while we are in the process, while we are being part of this um, temple, the spiritual temple that God is building, uh, having Christ as our foundation, we um, we we bring out the best uh, spiritual uh, sacrifice and offerings that we can offer to God, and in a way that's most pleasing and acceptable in the sight of the Lord. May the small words and create you, and may the name of the Lord be magnified. Thank you.